Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and entrepreneurs how to monetize and grow their businesses. This is episode 30 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Belrose. Today, I am actually talking all about why your pitches are failing. So if you are familiar with me, you may already know about my Working With Brands e-course, which is actually being relaunched and coming out with a new name. It's going to be called Pitch Perfect Pro, and that is actually launching this Friday. So we are going to be talking a little bit more. You're going to hear in my Facebook community all about how you can improve your pitching when you are trying to reach out to brands. But today I just really wanted to dive in deep with you guys and talk about why it is that you're possibly just failing and falling on your face. I know that a lot of people are not always comfortable pitching brands. They feel that, well, I can sit in a network and just wait to get called on. But there's more to it than that, and I want you to be aware of what you are missing out on when you're not reaching out to brands. You're missing out on the possibility of having less stress in your life because let's be honest, your family is probably relying on you to start to bring in some income with all the money that you're spending online. All too often, I can remember my my husband saying to me when I first started out, oh, are you blogging again? And it was kind of like the running joke that I was just blogging. I was wasting my time in his eyes. Until, of course, that paycheck came through. When the paycheck started to come in from working with brands, it wasn't just a time waste anymore. It was income. It was a profession. It was a job that where I was actually contributing to the family. So I can understand that aspect entirely. Plus, When you actually start to work with the brands directly, it's not a matter of waiting around to get your calendar filled, waiting until September when quarter four hits and all the brands in the networks start reaching out to bloggers and influencers. It's not feeling like, okay, I'm set for the holidays and then all of a sudden you have four proposals that come in from different networks wanting you to create sponsored content. So now instead of enjoying the holidays, you're pulling your hair out trying to get all of your photos done and your posts written and all of the little extras that the brands might be asking for via the networks. So with working with brands, you actually can make sure that you have your calendar filled ahead of time. This isn't about being one and done. This is about being able to get a long-term contract with a brand so that you know you're going to have to have a post done for them in September and then another one in December. So that way you're not trying to jump on all these little ones that the networks end up offering. And of course, speaking of little, when you work directly with a brand, you're able to talk, you're able to speak to your strengths. So instead of only getting paid maybe $300 in a network because they're trying to space it out over 50 different bloggers, and of course the network also needs to take their cut, now you can just work directly with the brand and you can get paid what you are worth. And I think those are the three biggest things that you are going to receive if you go through Pitch Perfect Pro. So again, that is going to be opening up 
on the end of this week. So this will open Friday, July 28th, if you're listening to this afterwards, and it will be open for two weeks. So if it falls within that time frame, be sure to come over and check out Pitch Perfect Pro. All right, so right now what I want to do is I really want to dive deep into why your pitches are probably failing. If you have not already taken my Pitch Perfect Challenge, I would highly recommend it. Um, That is something that I will make sure to link to in the show notes. That way you can join in on the challenge. All that that consists of is I walk you through who to reach out to and what to say when you do. So be sure to check out the Pitch Perfect Challenge if you haven't already. And that is actually happening live this week in my Um, Influencer Entrepreneurs Facebook group. So if you're not part of that, you can actually go to JennyMellers.com and up in the top right corner, you'll see a button for community. Join in on the Influencer Entrepreneurs Facebook group because we will be doing my Pitch Perfect Challenge live in there. You'll be getting a ton of information on who to reach out to and what to say when you do. But so the biggest fail that I always find that to start out with is people's mindset. When they go to pitch brands, they either are too afraid to do it because they don't like the idea of cold calling or because they feel like they're not worthy. The pitch comes across that way. They're not confident in what they're saying. They're not speaking about the assets and what it is that they bring to the table that's going to improve the brand's return on investment. So because of that, they lack confidence and it comes through in that initial pitch, which is your first impression. If you can't knock their socks off in your first impression in your initial pitch, it's likely that you're not going to hear back. So your mindset, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that what you can bring to the table is different than what anyone else can believe. You have to know your strengths. You have to be able to speak to those and show the brand what it is that you're going to be able to do for them that any other blogger isn't going to be able to do. Because let's be honest, we are each unique. We need to understand that. We all have different audiences. Someone's audience can be larger or smaller or more niche specific, but we each have our own unique audience. And because of that, we can stand out to every single brand that we want to work with. As long as we know that it's a good fit for our audience, then it's a brand you can pitch. So have that mindset that they're going to get back to you. They're going to want to work with you and they're going to appreciate the value that you bring to them as an influencer. Now, another area that I notice constantly that influencers have a problem in is that when they create their initial pitch, they make it all about them. So in other words, when you're pitching, it should be about the brand. It shouldn't just be about you. Yes, you want to show them what your strengths are, but you want to show how your strengths are important to them as a brand. If they're not interested in Facebook Live or in Instagram stories, then that's probably not something that you should be pitching. So this also goes to the point that you need to do your research. You need to absolutely understand what products that brand is looking to pitch. Who are they looking to speak to? If your audience isn't the same exact audience as theirs, then it's likely that it's not going to be a good idea for you to try to pitch them and want to work with them. You want to have an audience that is very similar to them, which means that you need to do your research about yourself as well as them. You have to know who is it that you're looking to talk to when you write your content? Who is 
part of your audience. And you want to make sure that it does correlate to their audience as well, because otherwise the content that you create, it's going to be difficult for them possibly to cross promote on their own social media channels. And it may not do as well as you thought it was if it's not geared towards your audience. So make sure that you do your research, look at their social media accounts, look at their website, see who it is that they're targeting. And if you have a similar audience on certain social media channels or even just in general on your site, then definitely make sure that you put that and have that in your initial pitch. Speaking to them about their audience and how what your audience is very similar and can only expand upon what they already have. Okay, so another area that we have an issue in constantly is that we're too specific when we create an initial pitch. I've seen bloggers give all that in the kitchen sink. Like literally they will explain exactly what they're going to do for that brand. And if you've heard me do a Facebook live before on this and you forget to hear, heard my example before, you know, I love this example. If you were to reach out to a flower company and I'm not talking like flowers that grow in the garden, I'm talking like flower you would bake with. If you reach out to a flower company and you tell them, oh my goodness, I'm going to create this award-winning apple pie that was handed down for generations in my family for my great-great-great-grandmother, and it includes um, all these different agreements that you list off to them. If you include that in an initial pitch, it is the quickest way to not hear back from that brand. They may not be thinking about apple pie. Maybe they feel like apple pie has been overdone. So because of that, you have to make sure that in your initial pitch, you keep it broad. You don't go into the specifics of the recipe if you're a food blogger. If you're a parenting blogger, you're not going into the specifics of your content. You're giving them a general broad idea. So for that specific example that I gave with working with the flower company, you might say something to the effect of I'm going to create a fall dessert that reminds people of home. Now, again, this is where you want to go and do your research. Look at their website. See what kind of language they use. If they're talking about the importance of sitting around the table as a family over holidays and enjoying a dessert together, that should be reflected in your pitch. That's why I'm saying to you, make sure you do your research. And at the same time, don't go overboard. Don't go into the specifics of exactly what the post is going to contain. I even recommend this not only just for the initial pitch, but also for your proposal. This is a conversation that you should be having. Like if they want you to get into the specifics, that is where you should have that. That conversation should occur once a contract is signed. If they then want to know the exact recipe that you're going to create or exactly what you're going to have in your post as far as parenting tips, then the conversation can occur after a contract is signed where they can't turn around and say, yeah, we're going to hand this off to another blogger with this exact idea because there is nothing tying them from doing that. Who's not to say that your price is too high? They could turn around and go give it to another blogger. Give them that idea and that prop writing prompt that you kind of gave them to be able to turn around and hand off to someone else. So make sure that you are making your initial pitches broad. They should also be broad in your proposals. And then talk about it afterwards, the ones contracts are signed, if they want to know in more detail what your post or your content is specifically going to be about. All right, so talked about being too specific. We also want to talk about the fact that when you write an initial pitch, you have to give them 
a call to action. It's just like your content. If you were to write a post and you are put, you put your post out there to your audience and there's no call to action telling them what it is that you want them to do, they're not going to do anything with it. When you reach out to a brand, you want to make sure that you tell them, I'd love to send my media kit and a proposal for your review so that they can then reply back to you and say, sure, send along your media kit and proposals. We'd love to see what you're able to do. Now, here's the other thing about this. Sometimes what you're going to find is that when you ask them or tell them that you would love to send along your media cat and a proposal for their review, they're not going to ask for your proposal. It's highly likely that they're actually going to just say, send me your media kit. And that's because a lot of brands believe that you're going to send your rates on your media kit. And that's not where I teach in Pitch Perfect Pro to have your rates. In Pitch Perfect Pro, you will learn specifically how to create a proposal. And that proposal will have your rates in it because when you put together a proposal, it shouldn't just be a single rate and they can add on little pieces for a certain specified amount. You create the package for them. And I go into detail about how to do this in Pitch Perfect Pro. So make sure that when you are creating these initial pitches, that you give very specific calls to action. Love to send a media kit and a proposal for your review. And even when they come back to you and they say, sure, send the media kit, send the proposal. Don't just send the media kit, send both because they're going to want to see your rates and understand what it is that you're bringing to the table. And the best way to do this is to send a media kit that is well done. So if you don't have a media kit, I have a media kit video training that is really super simple. It's only 15 bucks. It walks you through how, what are the elements of converting media kit. And it also then shows you and I give you mine to take my media kit and adjust it and edit it so that you it reflects you as a brand or as the influencer that's out there. So I will make sure to link to the Converting Media Kit video training in the show notes as well so that you guys can get that because you absolutely need to have a media kit that is professionally represented. Now in Pitch Perfect Pro, I go into great detail about your proposal and what it should look like and what the tactics should be and what specifically should go into it. Um, figuring out your rate that you're going to charge and what you're going to deliver to them and how long it should take. So there is very specific information. But what I can tell you is that it has to be professionally represented. It needs to look similar to your media kit. It needs to have your logo and your branding. And there are very specific things that need to be included in order for it to really represent you as a professional entity, as a business, because that is exactly what you are. All right, so definitely have that call to action that is very specific for them and doesn't give them any ins or outs as to where you want to go. You also, one of the biggest mistakes that I actually see is that you give up too easily. People say to me all the time, well, I sent a pitch and I didn't hear back. And I'm like, okay, well, how many times did you send it? Did you, did you, nothing? And they'll look at me kind of like dumbfounded, like, what do you mean? I, I'm supposed to send it more than once? <laughs> Let's think about this for a second, guys. Think about your own inbox. If you've been at this as a business for any length of time, you know that your inbox is an absolute disaster area, right? Am I right? Come on. Mine is a mess. And I have to be honest, when people reach out to me to pitch for me to go on their podcast or for them to come on my podcast or for 
a brand that, that is reaching out to me or someone that wants to guest post. If someone doesn't email me more than once, I'm not replying because I often don't realize or don't even see it. And it's just, it gets pushed down in my inbox. Um, this is definitely the case when people ask to become part of my group Pinterest boards. If someone doesn't follow up with me a second time, then I normally I don't answer the first email. And it's not because I'm trying to be mean or to make them work for it, but it's because my inbox on both email accounts gets overloaded with constant pitches and constant things that their people are asking me to do for them. And this is largely because I have so many different things going on. I'm obviously with a membership site as well as two different e-courses and Facebook groups that people are constantly asking questions and it can get overwhelming at times and partly that is my, my fault. But at the same time, you have to think about the rep that you're reaching out to, the, the PR person. I can guarantee you that they're getting pitched probably all day long. And it is highly likely that if you send an email, it's going to get buried in their inbox. So people will ask me, well, when's the best time to send an uh, send a pitch? Should I do it Sunday night so that it's in your inbox on Monday? Should I do it Thursday morning? When's the best time? And honestly, I don't think that there is a best time because it's going to depend on every single person that you're reaching out to, how vigilant they are about getting back to emails and cleaning out their inbox. Um, if they're anything like me, their inbox doesn't necessarily get cleaned out. They make it everything opened, but they're not necessarily replying back. So what I can tell you is that if you have pitched a brand in the past and you heard crickets, you need to follow up. So it's very simple. One of the things that I would recommend is that if you can get an extension on your computer where you can tell in Gmail or any other email service provider, whether or not your email has been opened, I would highly recommend something like that. And then what you want to do is, is if you've seen that they haven't opened your e email, then you're just replying back. I would make it, I would send it probably the same exact email in about five to 10 days afterwards. Now that's if the email hasn't been opened. So you're sending the exact same email. I, what I would do is I would probably change your subject line. A lot of people will say to me, well, what kind of subject line are you using? Uh, you can use anything that you're comfortable with. I often will go to influencer partnership, um, blogger brand partnership, blogger brand collaboration, anything of that sort. So what I might do is if the first email didn't get opened, I go to send them a new same exact email, the initial pitch, I'm going to change the subject line this time to maybe see if I can get their attention a little bit more with like influencer partnership or influencer um, gain or something. Something's going to let them know that I'm looking to definitely pay attention to what their campaign goals are, as well as to give them a return on investment. So once I send out that email, that we've talked about if they haven't opened the email, you just send the exact same one. Now, what about for those that you can see that they haven't opened your email? They have opened your email, but they haven't replied back yet. Those are the ones I think that most people seem to have the most difficulty with. And what I actually recommend is that by day 10, all that you do is just copy your first email that you sent um, and start a new email and make it again a different subject line, just like we talked about. You make it a different subject line and you start off your email with, 
hi, so-and-so. Um, now, if you're not familiar with my kind of the way that a pitch should be shut up, set up, make sure that you check out our pitch checklist because that has actually been updated and there's a ton of more information. I'll link to that as well in the show notes. But you want to make sure there's, you know, say hi and whoever their name is. Um, I just wanted to make sure that at the top of your inbox, I wasn't sure if you had a chance to take a look at this, but I know with the holidays or the summer or whatever the excuse might be, that you don't always get to your inbox. So here's the actual, this is what I sent you beforehand. And that's where you would just paste your initial pitch that you already had sent right there into that email. And then include, um, making sure that again, check that initial pitch, make sure that there's a call to action, make sure there's all of these things that we've kind of talked about so that it makes it easier for them just to hit to reply to say, yep, send me over your media kit or send me over a proposal, whatever it might be. Now, I like to follow up with them within by day 10 if they've opened my email. Now, if on the second email they still have opened it and have not replied, I normally will try one more time. Um, and I normally will do it probably about 10 days out. I'm not necessarily going to give them the whole synopsis again in the beginning, but I'm going to make sure that I say to them, hey, I know that you've probably extremely busy. Just wanted to run this by you. Love for you to, um, I look forward to hearing from you. Because again, make sure that you have that confidence that they're going to reply back to you. If you come off like, if you have time or when you get around to it, that's where you are portraying that you don't have confidence in yourself. So make sure that when you are seeing this, you tell them how you're looking forward to speaking with them and you're looking forward to working with them and partnering with them. When you use that type of language, it lets them, it portrays that you're confident in yourself, that you're used to brands getting back to you and wanting to work with you because you are awesome and have a ton of influence and know your audience so well. So once you go through and do this, you want to make sure that you're just following up with them. Now, once it gets to the point where it's been probably about three emails, you know they've opened them all and they haven't gotten back to you, that's where I'm kind of like wondering, well, I'm going to give them some time off. I'll probably, if it's a brand that I really want to work with, come back to them in a month or two um, because they may not have a budget right now and maybe they don't want to tell me that or maybe the guy's too lazy or maybe the guy's on his way out, whatever it might be. I will follow up probably about a month later to kind of see where they're at and to send out that initial pitch, especially, and make sure that I'm updating them with my numbers. So if my social media, if I have a social media account that goes crazy, um, I'm going to make sure that I make that very clear. Or if my email list grows substantially over that amount of time, I'm going to make sure that that is very, is very prevalent and stands out from the first initial pitch that I sent. So if you are failing so far as far as pitching the brands, these are the things you really need to focus in on. Now, obviously, you can listen to the podcast episode and you can say, okay, those make total sense. I'm going to go at this. I'm going to do this. If you need more guidance, I would highly recommend downloading my pitch checklist, which again, I'm going to link to in the show notes so that you actually have access to that. The pitch checklist is just really simple to follow along. There's a ton. There's actually, we just included a new bonus where I give you an example of my pitch that I sent out to Neutrogena that not only ended up getting me one post, but it ended up giving me three. So 
it gives you an example of what exactly I'm saying in a pitch when I send it out there. So make sure that if you haven't already downloaded my pitch checklist, you can make sure that you grab that. As well as the Pitch Perfect Challenge is there. And I would really, really, really absolutely love for you to join me live in the Influencer Entrepreneurs Facebook community where I'm taking the Pitch Perfect Challenge live to the group and where I'm really walking through specifically what you need to be saying and how you need to be saying it. Um, so if you're not a part of that community, make sure that you do join. Again, if you are, you can find it by going to jennymelrose.com. Up in the top right hand corner, there's the button that says community. Just request access because it is a closed Facebook group. And then we will get you in there so that you can participate in the challenge. Now, the great thing about doing the Pitch Perfect live is that you can actually be on there live with me and ask questions. So if there's something that you're not quite understanding, instead of listening to the podcast and feeling lost, you can come and do it live with us in the Facebook group and ask me on the spot. Well, I've tried this and I've done this, but I don't know what else I should be saying or what else I should be doing. And I love it when you guys participate with me like that. So make sure that you are part of that. Get involved, Picture Perfect Live, and we'll see where it goes from there. All right, guys. If you have not subscribed to the Influencer Entrepreneurs podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, we would absolutely love for you to do so. This way you get updated when the newest episode comes out. We also love it when you guys give us reviews. It just makes it so much easier to be able to get bigger and better um, people to interview. They're more willing to come onto a podcast that they see that people are highly engaged with and trying to listen to and download. We also want you to feel free to come into that um, Influencer Entrepreneurs Facebook community to be able to ask any questions. So if there is something specific from this episode where you're not really sure what I was talking about, you can come into the Facebook community and ask me. Tell me which part didn't make any sense to you or ask me a little bit to go more in depth on it. And we, you have this direct contact with me and any other guests that I ever interview. So you'll notice that all of my guests that come on to the podcast are members of the community, um, and they're just looking to help you guys continue to grow. So we look forward to seeing you over in the Facebook community. All right, guys, until next time, I'll talk to you all soon. 